So, punters and dribblers, welcome back to another episode. This week, we're talking to the hottest man in rugby league, whether that be on the field, off the field. The one and only Braith Anasta, who comes to us courtesy of our good friends at KO and Fox League, who we thank implicitly for their generosity. Uh, we talk a lot of shit with Braith today. Uh, we talk a bit of NRL finals footy, of which all games live and ad-free during play, available on KO and Fox League. Talk about the President's Cup, which is also on Fox Sports. Uh, player management, et al, et al. But let's get into it with the great man, Braith Anasta. You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Seeing you have to deal with, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like no, no manager's ever had to be no. so consistently having to deal with like, not only like just talking about their client, but it's like the most high profile player in the game. Yeah. And anytime there's any news, you just see all of them turn on you and you I sit there and you're like, at, okay. And I walk in at 10am, I'm like, oh shit, man. I've got a long day ahead of me. And I, you you got to sort of plan out how you're going to execute it because like even at the start of the year, I didn't know I was going to be hosting 360 in January. Like on first week of February, they asked me. Oh, yeah. I only signed Cam around a week after that. And he, we didn't know the form he was going to have. And then, you know, it's all kind of just, you know, picked up this huge momentum and it's something we didn't need to talk about, you know? Do you, um, do they, do you get harassed in the green room? Are the journeys in the air off camera? Or do they yeah, wait to ambush yeah. you? Well, you know, it's, I'm ready for it now. Like I kind of spoke to Benny Eichen about it before I signed up. Yeah. And like I go in there early for a reason because all the journos are in there, Kenty and Hoops and not all of them, but the Kenny and Hoops are there and the producer and Luke uh, uh, McAveen who runs the show there. So I, I get in early so I know what's coming. So it's like, mate, so I can prepare what I'm going to come up with or what I'm what I'm expecting or, you know. But, you know, they're pretty respectful in that way. But as soon as they all come in, what do you got for us? What's happening? What's coming? Like, it's just, mate, it's just ding, ding, ding. But that's stop. Yeah. Does that, is it difficult? Like, do you have to have chats with Cameron about that? Because like, he sort of didn't necessarily know, or just players generally, right? Like, yeah. they don't know their manager's going to yeah. be on NRL 360. Neither did I. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. it, it definitely, like, uh, we've got a good relationship where we, we respect, um, you know, he, he trusts me, which yeah. is, I think, it's the most important thing for a player agent. So, you know, I've only, get, I'm only, I've only got a few clients. I'm only ever going to have a few clients. Because, I, I, especially now, I couldn't do what I'm doing and have to deal with a player every week and they're signing or, you know, <laughs> doing something. Like, they've coding in someone and I've got to, you know, <laughs> they go on the judiciary and I'm sitting there trying to, you know, like it's, it's, it, it, you know, a lot of people say it's a conflict of interest, but really it's just, it is what it is. Mm. And if you're honest with your client, like I am with Cam, he knows I've got his back. He knows I'm not going to overstep the mark. I trust him. He trusts me. And, and, you know, I, I've got to have a, I've got to put it, there's a balance. There's a, there's a, there's a line I don't cross, mm. um, you know, and that's, yeah, it's as simple as that. I think you walked the line very well though. Like when seeing you on, on the show, like you're, you can tell that you're trying to be as, not even guarded. You're just trying to sort of give as much as you yeah. can without going too far. I mm. think you actually do. Like, I never come away from those things. I'm always, like, excited. I'm like, here we go, Braze. How do you get fucking ripped? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But I always come away from I'm relatively sweating. satisfied with yeah. the way that you've answered the questions. Now, I've always, I'm always honest. Like, you know, even though I don't go, like, too far, I, I tell it how it is because with the advantage of being in the... In, the hosting chair too is you can actually get the truth across yeah. you know, and also you can get time to move on yeah. uh, <laughs> which is what I do yeah, yeah. Like as soon as I think it's getting to that point alright let's get to the next <laughs> yeah, like I may have a little chuckle but um, yeah it's it's kind of like I want to give the, the viewers because I mean the, the idea of the show is it's an honest brutal show where mm. we don't we all f we don't all agree with each other like 
I can sit there with Kenny and go toe-to-toe, but we'll have a chuckle as soon as we get to an ad. We don't take it personal. Yeah. It's like you bloke sitting around with whatever you got here. You tell it how it is. That's that's the, the beauty of it. Not everyone's going to agree. Half the audience agree. Half the audience think you're, you're a Derek. You know what I mean? <laughs> Honestly, like, <laughs> yeah. with every opinion, every... Um, yeah, so, in, in you know, it's, it's, it's important for me to get honesty across and not talk shit. You know what I mean? And, and I'll give as much as I can, but it's all genuine. There's no bullshit there, mm. you know? How is, um, does Cam ever tune in just to see that you're walking the right line, you know what I mean, <laughs> keep you accountable? The, the thing with 360s, whether you tune in or not, you're going to find out what's happened yeah. within a split second because everyone just starts, you know, whether it's social media or tech. So Melbourne are always on to it because they're, they're obviously worried about the situation and, you know, they'll message him and he'll get he'll ring me and he'll, he laughs about it, but he bags the shit out of Kenny and, you know, they have a bit of a laugh. He, he FaceTimes Kenny when I'm with him and takes a piss out of him. So <laughs> Cam's a, like, he's a larrikin. Yeah. He gets it. Like, even though the thing with Cameron is, you know, he comes across as a larrikin and, you know, he's a bit loose. Like, we know that. Right? He's got, got himself in a little bit of trouble, but he's, he's killing it now. But he, he's, he's actually quite ambitious and he's quite switched on. Mm. You know, it, it's, it's, it's quite deceptive the way he's on Cameron, you know, the perception that comes across about him. He's, he's very, very switched on. He's very savvy, business savvy. He's, you know, he's got in, investment. So he's, he's all over that. He's, he's aware of his image and all that, but he's, he's not concerned. He's, he does like. Sometimes he goes, what happened tonight? You know, like, what happened tonight? <laughs> but he, we laugh about it. Like, yeah. it's, it's not something we take too serious. How do you then work out who you're going to manage if you're not doing many? How many have you got and how do you work out, okay, well, this is something I'm going to go in on. Is it like yeah. there's got to be – you think they're going to be fucking massive? Yeah, I, I like with, – with the business, the Siri business we started, we started with golf, but the, the actual league component, I want it to be exclusive. Like, I want it to be – you know, I don't want to be that agent who goes and gets 200 clients or 50, mm. 60 clients and just rolls the dice and hopes three or four of them come good. It's kind of like, all right, that's who I want and this is how I can help you and this is how I can make you a better player, better person and financially more um, yeah, more successful on and off the field. So, you know, Cameron was – we had a good relationship through golf. He loves his golf and kind of just, um, you know, he, he went through all the last off-season where he went through the you – know, the, we all know what happened there. <laughs> no so, idea. No. <laughs> so I sort of went through that, supporting him through that and just being there for him. But then I knew the potential he had and the person he was and we kind of, you know, just organically happened. But, you know, if, if I see some young guns that I like, I've got a few mates of mine I trust, you know, greatly who I think are the best judges in the game. And they, they'll call me and... You know, then then I'll, but then I'll, I'll approach or speak to their parents. Mm. That's very important. But I, I you know... For, and even the, the big guns, they're all signed. The majority of them signed. You know, Cameron went through an incident. A lot of them, you know, have falling outs with their agents, good or bad, whatever. So there's, there's only going to be one or two every year or two that are up, available because they get signed up at 14, 15 years of age. Mm. And rugby league players are loyal. And they're very, so they don't tend to leave their agents very often, whether they're happy or not, you know, because they just are loyal people and they want to give back. So it's, it's not an opportunity, unless you're hawking and at the carnivals, you know, which a lot, which all majority are, you're going to miss a lot of the talent. But I'm okay with that. You know, all I know is the talent I'm going to get are the ones that I want, and I, I know I'm going to give my all to those to those clients because I don't have many, and 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 it's hands on. You know, which is important. You said you started with golf players, mm. so do you still manage any golfers? Yeah, we've got a, we've got Cam Smith. <laughs> oh wish! What about him, mate? You've you done pretty well what if you had him. What about that? Good That's the goal to get you a retire. player. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> You'd love to be on, get a player on the live tour, wouldn't yeah, you? But seriously, yeah, I, I grew up playing golf, loved it, um, but it was just a, a hobby. And I saw some young kids sort of struggling with finances and getting to that next level because in Australia, 
Well, with, with golf, like it's, it's different in a league. It's probably one or two, three percent of you know golfers in Australia that will get to the next level. You're not going to make a, a living out of it here. You know, you've got to go to Europe or, or the PGA Tour, but then you've got Wasserm and ING, like Cameron Smith's agent. You know, they, they're, they're, they've got, you know, one probably one person here working for them that's just looking for that one or two, three-gun player. So, mm. but there's a whole sort of... Te- there's heaps of players underneath that just don't... That, that have got the potential to play PGA Tour, European Tour, but they don't have the support. Golf's very much, you know, like that. So... We just saw that as an opportunity to kind of get in there and try and get those those kids that don't get the, as much support to the next level. And you know we've done pretty well. It's just it's grown and and you know we uh, we had Dimi Papadados who won um, you know Vic Open and we've had, and now we've got Quayle who's doing really well and Anthony Quayle he won the Queensland PGA I think it was and then come 15th in the British Open only a few weeks ago he's over in the states now trying to get his PGA Tour card which which would be huge. That's Thank our you. goal. Yeah, to get a PGA Tour player, but. You know, the golf kind of, um, for me, was a, it was a, an experiment, a bit of fun, um, but also a huge challenge. The league was always going to be my, my baby kind of thing. I knew I could probably, you know, give a lot more to the league, but the golf sort of taken off as, as it is too. How do you, like, if you, how does managing a, the goal, a golfer here who's in that sort of second tier, what is your role in getting them to, like, that next level? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy. It's very different to, to a league because my role... Or our role, Seru, is to get them financial support, which is very hard for so golfers. Like sponsors, sponsors, yeah. because they're not, you know, Munster and you know, Addo Car, Teddy, all those boys. Everyone knows household names. Mm-hmm. You could be the third best golfer in Australia, and no one knows who the f- you are. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know. So I leverage my my mates, my contacts, um, who I've known over a long period of time, who believe in these guys, and 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 we kind of get them to sponsor our company. And then we then um, finance the, the uh, players. Okay. So we'll say, all right, you sponsor Seru, we'll, we'll, we'll put your logo all over us and all over and, and on the players when they play. And then we'll be able to inject some capital into that player from from there. And yeah. then they go and play. So we put a support network around them. We also, you got flights, accommodation, you got to book three or four weeks in advance for yeah. golfers. You're traveling around Asia or in Europe and, you know, you've, you've got schedules and tournaments you've got to enter in. So but golf management's. It's pretty full on. It's a different level, and um, that's what we, you know, we, we kind of give these guys to get that next level. How'd you? What was the impetus to start the player management? Like, when was that always a thing for you? It wasn't. It wasn't. I wanted to coach, um, and then the Fox commentary kind of just went from one to the next, and I got to a point where I didn't have time to coach, and I didn't know if I wanted to be a coach. Yeah, you're glad now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like I'm laughing now, honestly. <laughs> it's a uh, and you know I feel bad because we sit on 360 and hammer the coaches, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, but it, it, you know, like it's 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 a tough gig, and mm. you, you got to understand that's what you sort of get into. But I um yeah, so the, the Fox stuff went from one to the other, so I couldn't coach. Uh, next thing for me, looking after athletes or trying to mentor athletes or footy players is managing. So that's how it kind of started, and then. Um, yeah, hooked up with a couple of business partners from overseas, actually Australians, but living overseas, and now it's kind of gone from one thing to the next. Is it a difficult transition going from footy to the commentary and then to player managing? So well, I didn't expect it. the player management's a bit of a curveball, but the 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 transition and I, but I um I was calling like Holden Cup games when I was twenty five, you know, twenty six, so. I'd sort of play on a weekend on a Friday or Saturday with the Roosters or Dogs or whatever, and at the end, the Tigers. But 
I'd go and next day and call for Fox. You know, no one's watching it. Mm. But it was like I did my apprenticeship. So I always knew the transition was hard. And, you know, you, you get people come to your club and the NRL do a good job with, you know, come, coming out and telling the kids you got to prepare for life after footy and that. And I've seen a lot of my mates and ex-footy players struggle with the transition. I know you've probably spoken about that with some of them, but, um, yeah, I was just – I just didn't want that, you know. Like, I knew how important it was. So, Fox gave me a good opportunity. I put a lot of time and effort into it while I was playing, um, which made the transition a lot easier and a lot smoother uh, into commentary. And then I always wanted to host – which is kind of just get, got there now after all these years. But I've been there. I've been at Fox for 16 years, you know. Jeez, wow, it's been that long. Yeah, 15 years. I think it's 15. I'm off contract now. So, yeah. I'll Won't be for long. <laughs> you managing yourself? Hey, you yeah, manage that's all. Uh, you know what? That's the most awkward thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Mate, the boss calls you in and you, you're negotiating your own deal. I'm yeah. like, oh, f like, do I go high here? You like, need to uh, make, like, a different email from Ciro and well, just start talking yourself yeah, up. Just go, Bray's fucking killing it. It's, a, <laughs> it's such an awkward thing, like, they go in and go, you know, like, and try and um, talk yourself up mm. when trying to secure a deal. Normally, you just leave all the all the tough stuff to your agent. That's been awkward, but yeah. I'm going through it at the moment. What do you – what's the go with, like – when you see someone like, and I mean, it's hard to know what the fuck is to believe within rugby league circles, mm. but the like thing yesterday with Suali's like mind are coming out and saying to the Roosters, like, you're going to want to get rid of Teddy if you're going to want to keep Joseph. Who knows if that's true or not, but let's just yeah. assume it is. Yeah. As a manager yeah. with a player who has a mind or who comes out and says shit like that, yeah. would you just be like, dude, what the fuck is going yeah. on here? Yeah, I would. I would. I, I know Steve. Uh, I know the situation well. And again, being on 360, you get to know a lot. Mm. You know, you get all that inst. You get everyone contacts you and tells you everything. It's incredible. <laughs> Mate, they call it. you up and Mate, just tell you. <laughs> it's <laughs> unbelievable. I'll be sitting there, and Kenty's <laughs> phone goes off, Hoops' phone goes off, mine's going off, and the information coming in from clubs and like people that shouldn't be talking and <laughs> yeah. telling you shit you shouldn't know is. <laughs> I, mate, it's mind-boggling. It's such an eye-opener for me because yeah. I used to think, mate, who, is this all bullshit or yeah, what? Like, yeah. if you watch it, you go, How, are they making this up? <laughs> it's, not, it's not made up. Like That's wild. But last week, Buzz calls me. I shouldn't tell. I've got to tell him. Because <laughs> it, it ended up being nothing, yeah. right? He calls me. And I didn't answer him. Sometimes I answer, sometimes I don't. And... He always goes, mate, it's urgent. Give me a call. Like, oh, my heart starts going. Because like, when it's buzzed, you know. Yeah, 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 it's something. He goes, mate, apparently Hughes and Munster, they've been arrested. Oh. oh, God. oh. I'm like, oh, mate, no, no, no. I said, Buzz, I said, what do you mean, mate? He goes, mate, I'm telling you. There's good mail out of Melbourne. And I'm going, oh, f yeah, I'm, I'm negotiating contracts. Yeah. Mate, he's, he's done that well. I'm, my head just starts, I start sweating. <laughs> I'm like, this can't be true. And then I've got Kenty next to me in hoops. I'm like, I can't, they, I don't want them to think something's up here either. And I'm trying to ring Cam. He's what at a drum and golf shoot. Because I, I spoke to him on the way in and he didn't mention a thing. And he's a bit, I'm thinking, oh, he surely would have told me, right? So then I, I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I couldn't call him because I knew he was on the shoot for an hour. He was doing a golf shoot with one of the AFL boys. So I'm like, how am I going to find this out? <laughs> then then uh, Rodsky, um, Rodsky, Melbourne CEO, rings me and goes, mate, what's going on? I said, what do you mean? He, I go, have you spoke to anyone? He goes, I spoke to Jerome. He reckons it's not true. And I said, okay. So anyway, 
but he didn't know either. I'm like, oh my god! And then all of a sudden, I, so I had to leave the building and just go for a walk for 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm pacing around, foxing, and what, like thinking all the worst case scenarios. Buzzers ringing me every five minutes. Have you heard? Have you spoken? And I'm like, mate, I haven't spoken to him. He goes, mate, the NRL are calling me too. Now all the journalists oh channel nine. I'm thinking, mate, what's happened? Like, uh, it's a Monday night too. Like, what the fuck's he doing on a Monday night? You know. Anyway, long story short, man, I was walking around. Before, he he just I sent him a text and and he just had laughing emojis. Cam, <laughs> but I'm still thinking, but that, that is that. No, you got to call That's me, mate. That's not enough. <laughs> it could be funny one way or the other. Like, oh, funny, yeah. like I fucked up. Or funny. <laughs> anyway, mate. Long story short, he um. He called me and just laugh and go, oh, mate, that's a toss. And then end up being it. But, but that, you know, just that, a complete. A complete, absolutely uh, made up story from someone that circulated around the game. And, yeah. Jeez. So it's pretty, it's pretty crazy in there. It's pretty what, crazy. for shits and giggles, do you think? Like, I don't what's know. the sort of origin of something like uh, that? Mel- yeah, maybe. Melbourne had the shits and they were like going to find out who. It's like, what, what do you half wonder whether it's something like the Matty Johns show would do to you <laughs> just to <laughs> completely know. fucking. Oh, exactly. The old stitch up from <laughs> if the you, boys. But. If you run in an eye over Suoliti, though, and the situation yeah. and, and the position that they're sort of in yeah. with. Rugby Australia offering supposedly ten million over five years. Yeah. We all know that Suwali he wants to play at fullback. Tedesco's there. Like, where do you reckon he'll end up? With with this, right? So Suwali too. By the way, sorry. No, no, it's dude. It's we, we, we uh, or Suwali. Okay, so I actually we, we, we asked this last week. This? We had Suwali, Suwali, yeah. and yeah. Suwali. So I think so, it's Suwali'i. Suwali'i. Okay, but I don't sweet. know. We're doing it. Wait, we, we'll, have, we'll have three blokes calling players three different names throughout games. It's, yeah. like, it's hard to keep oh, up. I know, it's yeah. difficult. Suwali'i. Okay, so, um, okay, so Steve Niteski, he, he looked, does look looked after him and was a mentor for him. But he's also a tragic South supporter, right? Like a okay. tragic diehard South. So the old, he's going to be better than Tedesco the week before they play a semi-final, knockout, knockout semi-final, and the shit that that's going to cause in and amongst the Roosters, in my belief, right. is, a, is, is, is a kind of move, right? Like, you know, like it's irrelevant because Suoliti, you can't say he's going to be better than Tedesco. How, how can you possibly can you, say that? Yeah. Teddy's arguably the best player in the game. You don't mm. know that. Whether their progression is quicker now, and he's going to be a rock star, you know, and he's going to be one of the best players ever, you can't say that. No. And we don't even know if he's a fullback yet either because he hasn't played there enough in first grade. But I thought it was a bit of this, mm. stirring the pot, um, because he obviously he's a, he's a rabbito. And he's probably filthy too that he lost. The guy he mentored now at the opposition, mm. like the team they hate. Mm. So, you know, there's, there's a kind of, you know, for me it was a bit, it doesn't matter. Is that like using your, isn't that kind of a bit grubby in terms of using your player that you mentor as a, as a pawn in this yeah. like game? But my thing is, if it's a player, like if it's a player that he mentors and he's so close with, why would he leave the roost, uh, the bunnies to go to, to the enemy? Right. So it's almost like he's not really actually mentoring. Well, him he w- definitely was, but and I think not. he still has a good relationship with him. But I don't think it's what it was, or else I don't see why would that have what, even yeah, happened. Why right? would you do that? Because he invested into this kid, mm. you know, and he would have been filthy at what happened there. So I know he's managed by Moses now. Swali'i or Swali'i. <laughs> We're going to fucking do our heads, you know. <laughs> but yeah, but the, you know, the rugby thing is an interesting one. We spoke about that on 360 because the, the thing with the rugby is they let these, they, 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 and I remember when I was coming through, they don't invest at a young age with the rugby. Like they won't, like the nah. league does, you know. Yeah, yeah. So they won't take a, a punt on a kid and say pay him 100k at 16 or 17 or to 18 keep him in the game. to keep him in the game. But then they, 
they end up having to do this and go pay two million a year for the kid that was already there. They could have had, you yeah. know. So it's probably something they need. Almost to like the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not go there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, that that's something rugby need to sort out. But league's such a incredible brand right now. Players will take less to stay. Mm. You know, it's 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 just flying. Uh, but in terms of all of that, I, I think you know Suwali. He's probably. Um, a few years away from playing fullback for the Roosters. And, yeah. you know, Nick and the guys there at the Chooks will manage him appropriately and he'll, he'll get there at a certain point. It's just when that is. But I, I think listening, and in all respect to Steve, because I get along with him well, but Tessie, mm. I think he's a, you know, he's, he's what he's, a lot of what he says makes sense. You know, it doesn't really matter what he thinks. Uh, you yeah. know, it's the Roosters that know exactly how they're managing him. They've done a great job at the moment. And there's obviously a level of trust there that, and respect for Tedesco and, and the other guys and Manu that, that he's got for them and he'll learn from them and then when the time's right, he'll get his shot. But as a dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's, it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need... Uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month. And if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love ya. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe. Nay, the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, there's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets giving each other shit, having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I do. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a t- it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, 
let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Punishment, was a quick break to let you know that all NRL finals games live and ad-free during play on KO, on Fox League. No better place to watch the fucking footy. Shout out to him. Back to the show. With like, so it's Isaac Moses. He's like the player manager who's gone, but he's now allowed back in or whatever. Is he was right? deregistered, but he's just got he's it back. He's just got back in. I don't know if he has, like, obviously if he's the manager, but like when the, all the talk about Suali'i and all these like thousand fucking clauses he's got in his contract. Mm. Is that as a manager something that you see as like a positive for a player or are you a bit like it's a bit hectic? Like you don't want to be yeah. seen as a player who's like a bit, you know, hard to deal with or who's yeah. asking for too much, especially when you're that age? There's a few ways I look at it. You, you, you know, to, to have a clause in your contract to renegotiate every year, you've got to be pretty confident in yourself. Like mm. to, to, to just even sign one year is or you know, whatever that is, you've you got to uh, be pretty confident in your own ability. Um, but you've got to be a strong-willed person because every year you're going to be negotiating, which can be a real headache. And it can, you know, can play with a player's mind and also their ability to, to perform on the field. You know, all mm. that speculation every year. I mean, I'm going, we're going through it now with Cameron, obviously. You know, it's not ideal. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like it. But, you know what, if you can execute that for your player and your player every year can have the option of going somewhere else and earning more money, you know, power to you. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily like it myself, but that's why, that's another reason that Wayne let him go because Wayne didn't like that. Yeah. Mm. You know, Wayne thought, if you want to be a Rabbitoh, you're a Rabbitoh. You know, what, what, every year you're going to decide whether you want to be here or not? Mm. Like, you either commit or you don't. Mm. So I look at it that way too and how the other players perceive that. A lot of success is built around team and how you perform as a you know, as a team and in the respect you got for the player that you run out there with. Mm. Every year, this guy's got a different different rules mm. for him. Obviously, he's a rock star, superstar, and some players deserve that. Sonny, you know, all, all those, yeah. all the greats, you know, they, they do live a different life and they earn that through their abilities. But, you know, the, the, the really good coaches like Wayne, you know, I understand why he let him go. It might have backfired, but there's a reason for it. Mm. When it comes to... Cameron Munster in his current situation. Now, you can tell us where he's going if you want. You don't have to. <laughs> Mate, honestly, if you want to break quickly, it here. No, at any now, point, if you just want to jump in. If you want to break, break it here, that'd be cool. That's fine. Oh, yeah, I, had a, actually had a, I, got some, I, I did discuss with Melbourne. Um, Announcing it on the podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they've given him some more time um, just to get through the finals because I kind of said to Melbourne, like, with all due respect, this is the hardest decision of his life. Mm-hmm. And you want to get the best out of Cameron yourself throughout this final series? Do you want this hanging over his head while he's playing? Mm. I certainly don't. Um, and he's got a big job now, especially with Hughes out last week and perhaps out for the finals. He needs to beat his best or else Melbourne can't win it. Mm. So that they kind of, they were really good and they've been good throughout, throughout it. And so now we've kind of got that out of the way. You can just focus on his footy and then as soon as they're out, uh, we'll, we'll make the decision a couple of days after that. How much back and forth is there with a negotiation like this? Like, we're, we're sort of, we've done this before with like some of our sponsorship deals and there's like a little bit of it. But yeah. if I imagine what negotiating a contract for like a superstar would be like, it must just be. Yeah, it's crazy. Constant. It's crazy. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an experience for me. Like, I, I was kind of there as a player, but not at this level. But um, so I knew it from that side of the fence. Now from this side, it's it's crazy what goes on, and we haven't even got to a point where, you know, it's November and you can negotiate. You know, so there's clubs that are even waiting until then, but we don't even know if we'll get there. 
But it's it's just been it's been surreal because the goalposts move so often. Like, you know, it kind of just it starts with all right, this is the offer. No, this is the offer. All right, you got a deadline of seven days. No, we're okay. We'll back. You know, Cameron's flying. You know, he's, he's, he's we believe he's only going to. So, back. like, you'll be given a de- you'll be given the deadline. Yeah, Melbourne will, Melbourne will. You know, and in all due respect, it's all fun and games, and we've we've yeah. had some good banner, and it's been a good negotiation. But we've had you know four deadlines, <laughs> <laughs> and and we just said no. We, you know, we, we, we'll, and not that he doesn't want to stay there. It's just that it wasn't. You know, for him and we, we believe the way he was playing and and you know the way he was going to play because we, mm. we knew he, I just we just knew like I knew the second he started this year and how fit he was and the way he was talking that he was going to be his best year. Like, and I think Melbourne would be would openly say they underestimated that. You know, mm. they, they did, and and we just backed we've just backed him the whole year and he's backed himself and now it's got harder because then they resigned the four guys. Mm. Um, but yeah, going back, it's just, it's just it, it, it moves and changes, and then you know, obviously they want him more, so they're they're, they're moving prices, and then I've got getting phone calls every day from clubs that are just interested, like you know, asking questions. Mm. And is that fun? Like, there's an element where obviously I know it'd be <laughs> oh. stressful, but there's also like this is kind of what you got into it for, and now you got one of the biggest well, players, and you know you're like, yeah, it's fun. Like, it's, I mean, I, I it's an it's an it's you know, I, as a player, like you know, talk about that transition from player to. You know, one thing that you just strive on as a, as a sportsman is the adrenaline and that excitement, which I get through 360 and Fox. But mm. you know, I didn't necessarily do it for this for that, <laughs> mate. I, you know, there's times I think, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, and you, you, you know, like it, you look you know, like Jerry Maguire in that. Like, it's yeah. actually fucking real. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is like that. You Does he ever call you saying, "Show me the money"? <laughs> uh, you know, he goes, "Ring a ding ding." You've, you've reached the king. <laughs> He got the shits of me because he he, joke, he jokes and says that to me every now and then, that, like just joking. Yeah. And I said it to Kenny, and Kenny said it on and he wrote it in his article. Oh, shit, he gave yeah. me up, but <laughs> mate, but even um, what's it called with uh, the Rock? What's, what's oh, the ballers? ballers, ballers, mate. Yeah. I guess, like, I'm thinking, mate. Honestly, if you got to that level of like NBA and NFL, mm-hmm. that's what it would be like. Like it's it is what it is. Like I look like a, I'm like a knob sometimes. I got my earpods in. <laughs> I'm walking down the streets of like Artarman where we work, just like talking to the, like you know whoever it may be, whether it's yeah. clubs or you know like it, it actually is full on. And 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 um, I enjoy it, but it's been a, mate, it's been a learning curve because as I said. Start of the year, I was just calling games in January. Like, mm. like I was, that was, and all I've gone from that to hosting a show and then having the, really the, the, the I would say the most uh, in-demand player right now in the Absolutely, comp. Absolutely, yeah. So, and, and then trying to manage those two and then, you know, it's, 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 been, full, it's been full on. Yeah. Well, it's been a massive year for you as well for that reason, right? Like, stepping into, we were saying this before, if you handed out Dallium's for media, and we don't want to blow smoke up your ass, bro. Wouldn't do but we, we wouldn't do it. <laughs> but if they were handing them out, you'd be our vote for, you know, the most impressive, like, stepping into the 360 hosting role, which is, you know, the, the biggest rugby league show almost. It's the big, the main one that everyone looks to. It's all the breaking news. It's the shit talk. It's everyone going to each yeah. other. But, like, you going in there has been, like, a real breath of fresh air for the show generally. You say Jeez, you didn't boys. know about it until February? Mm. Was that uh, how did it come about? Was it always? I know Vonnie was on uh, maternity leave. Yeah. But like. So Vonnie was on maternity leave, um, and Vonnie's the, our best host in mm. you know, Fox. Um, but I'd I'd see her. I don't think she was that comfortable, you know, like with it, mm. like with the with the actual role there. But she was on maternity leave anyway, um, and I think they were leaning towards Brandy. So Brandy, 
But then he, so Brandy was, I got told in pretty much the end of the year, which I didn't expect to get it, uh, but I got told that they'll, they'll lean towards Brandy in November, December last year. And I was like, oh, good, sweet. Were you interested in it though? Like, were you like, I Deep would do down, it? down I knew I could do it. Yeah. But I knew they underestimated me, that's been honest. Like, mm. I knew they, they, they just didn't have, uh, they just couldn't pull the trigger on it, I mm. reckon. Like, I knew they, I think they had the belief that I, because I'd started hosting and they knew I could host, but whether I could handle that or how it would be, in, in that dynamic, I think they obviously underestimated me because mm. they didn't, you know, that's not being a, that's just kind of the reality I thought at the time. Managing yourself here. Yeah. You've been your own manager here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you, any, anyway, so I feel like a dick. Oh, mate, not at all. I'm just taking the piss. <laughs> uh, so then we got, yeah, we kind of got to the new year and I didn't even think about it. Mm. It wasn't in my mind. And then um, I got a phone call, mate, can you come in? Um, we're thinking about, putting you in the 360 chair and I'm like all oh, right shit uh went in there and then Brandy just signed with SEN and I think it just got to a point where how is Brandy going to get up at three in the morning go in there and do his SEN with Vossi uh and then come in and do 360 which is honestly now that I'm doing it it would be very hard mm. I, don't, I don't think it'd be a hard year I don't even, I don't think it'd be possible to be fair to be yeah. able to do it all uh, and Brandy was second guessing it too, and I think they just come to the agreement that maybe it just wasn't going to work. And then that's when I've been called in there. So then they called me and they said, um, mate, we, th "We think we want you to host 360. Uh, what do you think?" And I was like, "Oh shit, I don't know." Um, and then they, uh, I said, "Listen, just give me some time, if not a couple of days, I'll go talk to the, to the misses and because it's, it's a demanding job. I mean, like it's a lot different." It's not only time consuming, but it's it, like you said, it's, it's the number one. Like it's pretty full on. Yeah. So anyway, I spoke to the missus and she was like, yeah, you got to do it. And I'm like, yeah, I've got to do this. Like it's what I've been working for. Yeah. You know? Like I just got to take it on. Mm. Didn't know what to expect. Kenny rang me actually as well. He was a big supporter. Like he was, he, he actually, he was pushing for me. I think even like, like I think he's been the one pushing for me for a while. I don't know why. We've always got along well, but um, yeah. And then pretty much within two days I said, I'll do it. And then I was just shitting myself. <laughs> oh, I've never been so petrified in my life. What was that like getting ready for that role? I mean, there's a lot going on. You've got three blokes around you, big loudmouth journo, sometimes yeah. more. You've just got to speak to camera. You've got to do a little bits, read the teleprompter. Like, how'd you get ready for some of that? Well, you know, I'd hardly read, um, read auto cue, you know? Like, so, um, and I knew, like, even with 360, like, whether you love or hate the, the, the people on it, or you love or hate the show, you, you fucking tend to watch it, right? Mm. So even when I wasn't on it, I'd IQ it and what, I'd make... Because it, it does give you... It sets the agenda, but it gives you everything. If you're a league supporter, it gives you everything. Like, it gives you all the information. You're not going to get any more anywhere else. So no. I knew it was how important it was. It gets... Even when you're in the pubs, man, it's, it's, it's on 24. It's like it never, never gets... Never, <laughs> yeah, never off. Yeah, it's always on. So I, I knew, like... You Especially know, I, at the start of the week. It's <laughs> yeah, just yeah, always yeah, on. non-stop. And I knew, like... I had heaps of messages of support, but I, I just the the build up was like, man, oh, if I fuck this up, man, you will never see me ever again. <laughs> like I'm done. Like you know, <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh mate, and, and you know, I've already got enough people who are just like are just waiting for the, you know, just the knives just waiting. Um, so I was I was like, man, I was more nervous than any other game ever, um, and also dealing with the journo's obviously is, is intimidating. Which I've got to know. See, now I've got to know them, it's all right. And yeah. I take the piss and that with them. And, you know, but yeah, that initial week before the first episode was, mate, I've never, more nervous before than an Origin game, you know? 
Wow. Well, I guess like, you know, footy, you know, this is sort of yes. the new thing, right? So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's always going to be a bit more daunting. What you do really well, and I think is uh, like it's, I think the benefit of having a former player hosting is that like you can basically flop your metaphorical or physical sack on the table at any point <laughs> when they're like trying to talk footy and you're like, yeah, righto boys. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. and sort of, you can, you can pull them into line a little bit. Did Particularly you, with like criticism around halves. I remember like with you defending Kyle Fleming yeah. at the start of the year. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, yeah. You're able to provide a more measured approach sometimes. Yeah. Which is well, good. I mean, if you've, yeah, I agree with that. And, the what? sack flopping part. <laughs> the physical yeah, part. When you're in No, you know, the, the, um, I think it does help. I mean, if, if I can, if I'm, because I, I think sometimes they're talking absolute shit and I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, like, and with due respect, I think they do an amazing job and I'll, you know, I'll give them a rap because the show, everyone plays their part in the show, you know, and, and these guys work their ass off to get stories and, they are the best in the business, you know. But when it comes to footy and you hear someone, like, you're just like, fucking no. No, 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 no. Yeah. And the, the advantage of playing and, and, and being, like, because I don't go on there and, you know, I, I went, like, I've, I've got wooden spoons and, you know, overrated and, you know, all this shit. I, like, I've, I've kind of been at both ends. So I feel like I can give a bit of perspective when a team, when you win a premiership or origin or a test or you're flying and winning daily M's to the, to the, to the players that are just outcast on the way out, you know, I feel like I just copping it left, right, and centre. So, mm. I have, I would like to think I've probably experienced everything in the game, mm. like good, bad, and ugly. So I can, I can add value in, in living in those guys' shoes and giving a different point of view that those guys would never have lived or known how it feels to be a rugby league player, let alone go through what some of them do, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that definitely helps. Has it changed your perspective on the role of the media? Players a lot, you know, will look at a journal and be like, well, fuck them. They yeah. don't, you know, they don't represent the players Big and they're time. sort of out to, to, you know, get them or to, mm. to you know, break some sort of a story. Yeah. But now you're on that other side. Yeah. Has it changed? Definitely. I was that player. Yeah. I fucking hated the media. <laughs> hated them. Despised them. Yeah. I'd, I'd had... Heated calls with Buzz and Kenty calling them, you know, Watson wanting to meet him in the car park, you know? Wow. Honestly, like, I was that player. I, mm. You know, I hated them. Didn't want to talk to them. And I get it, you know, like, because a lot of it is bullshit, but I think what the players should do and I'd recommend is, I do have a different perspective now, is get to know the, the media more and understand it more. Get good, have good relationships with them because they, they'll look after you more and they'll, you know, if, if you kind of have that, that um, belief, not even the belief, but if that's how you come across to and you, and you disrespect the um, the journos or TV shows, they feel that and they're not going to help you in any way. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to definitely come after you, but you're not going to get the support that you may need at times as well. Like you, you got to get the whole. You get paid. You get paid to play footy. You get paid really good money. You live in your dream, but there's also some negatives that come with that. You know, there's a lot of positives. There's a lot. Of, there's not. There's expectation. There's, um, you know, this is you're going to get critiqued, you're going to get criticised, you're going to get applauded. You'll mm. be on the front page of being the man one day. You might be on the back for, for costing your team a game the next. Mm. It's just the way that it works. It's the way that sport works all across the world. Australia, we're a little bit more, I reckon, a bit harsher than, you know, overseas. Like, uh, we, you know, the, we're we're not about Aussies, and that, but we are quite critical. I reckon, you mm. know, like, you know, we don't we don't probably put our elite athletes on pedestals like they do overseas. But um, you just got, I think you, I come to terms with it 
late in my career and got to know it working on the other side of the fence. So I get it now. Um, but the players, if they understand that, would probably be able to deal with it better and understand yeah. more. Just going to play the game a little bit. Play right? the like game. The, the media is an essential part of. Yeah. How much of that sort of mentorship do you provide to the athletes you've got now in terms of what you've just talked? Yeah, talked that's about? it's important to know. Like that's that's what I can give them. You know, like I can I can kind of prepare them for it. I mean, I was never prepared for it. Like I, but you know, so I, I but but learning those lessons I did is why it's good for me to kind of help. Uh, Prepare, kind of be hindsight a little bit like that's that's kind of what I bring to the, to the management kind of you know is, is what's going to happen next what the, if you do this is the ramifications of it mm. maybe we go this way maybe we handle it that way mm. this will get a better response yeah, those kind of things how do you think social media has changed the media landscape like when you were growing up it was just newspapers and yeah. TV and that sort of thing now it's everything's filmed everything, everything Everyone's got a camera phone. Yeah. Nothing is missed, essentially. I mean, that was proved the other day with Ponga and Kurt yeah, Mann at the yeah. pub, you know. Like, it's a difficult it sort of landscape these I days. I think it's a lot harder. I feel sorry. I actually feel sorry. These guys, they do love it, but, like, this is the thing. Like, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll critique, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll follow you boys and, you know, YKTR and those blokes and, and you know, and they're on their phones twenty four seven, and they benefit from it too. You know, mm. like again, they'll get paid, and you know. But I do feel sorry for them. It's 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 a crazy world now, man. Like, like that, like the Ponger incident, and even the Dusty, you know, the Dusty with the, the stripper the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't yeah. laugh. But, yeah, anyway, why am I laughing? Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's, you know, like it's. Uh, Again, like the media, kind of, it's 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 similar. You can use it to your advantage, but you got to realise it's a reality now. So mm. you, you just can't go and do what you what we used to be able to do. You can't go to the you, you or even myself now. I know there's like I love going to the pub and having a beer with the boys, and I still do. I go down to the bay or the pub, or whatever down near my local. But I always know that, mate, that people are watching. Yeah, and, and I and even me, like, and I'm a nobody, and I'll see, you know, the old video on me if I'm talking to someone or if I'm having a beer and I, I'm kind of I'm aware of it because I've been around a long time but everyone is always watching always me. watching yeah. that, did, would you say you're more recognisable now than when you were playing like do you feel it more now definitely yeah the 360 thing man <laughs> mate it's crazy <laughs> eh? like I, I I go to the pub now and just mate, all the lads it's it's good like I, yeah. I, I like it you know we have a chat we have a laugh you know, everyone, they, you know, it, it's, it is definitely now. I, I'm more recognised now than when I played by a long way. Wow. It's like the last, it's, it is crazy. Like, I, it's funny, you know, but it, it's, um, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. Mostly all good, though, I assume. Like, most dribblers Well, I used, to, I used to cop it a lot, so, like, honestly, I did. As a player? As a player, yeah, I did. Right. I copped it hard it was, it, it, back in the day. But, um, yeah, I would say a lot of it's good now, which mm. is good. But I've worked hard for it. But you still got your your dickhead. But that's life, you know. Yeah, it is. Right. <laughs> that's the way it is. Why do you think you copped it when you were a player? Oh yeah, I look back at it, and you know, I had a real like I was sort of oh, from the start. I was pretty public, like pretty, you know. You're a rookie of the year, weren't you? Yeah, like yeah. you're obviously hot as fuck. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> I mean, that. I mean, that's tall poppy right? syndrome, right? Tall poppy syndrome. See <laughs> a young, hot yeah. thoroughbred. And they Fucking go, nah. winning comps, playing Origins. Shop him. Fuck him. Chop him down. Yeah, fuck him, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, I didn't feel that way. Like, I, I um, yeah, no, nah, listen, I, I don't like to, because I, don't, I don't, certainly didn't I don't feel sorry for myself because I've had a good life, you know. Um, but, yeah, I just, I think um, there was a high expectation from a young age. I got to a high level pretty quick and dipped quite a bit 
you know, and just struggled to get back to where I wanted to get to. And, I, you know, I had a long career and I'm proud of the career. But, you know, there was even moments like I was quite animated on the field. I challenged the referee a lot and I had that wog mannerisms where I'd use my hands all the Passionate. time. And, yeah. you, know, I prob- you know, like, you know, I, prob- I was very passionate, but, you know, I, I, I can look back at it and understand why I probably pissed people off or annoyed them and, you know, you know kind of irritated, you know, people at the time. I switched, you know, because I went from one club to the other. I was a South junior and didn't end up getting to play there. I know they had, you know, that was a bit of a drama there with that. Then I went to the enemy, the Roosters, left the Bulldogs together, Roosters, they were enemies at the time. So I made a lot of enemies, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just through decisions I made. Yeah. And I think I kind of put a few people off. But, you know, I think it's 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 kind of part of it all. And I've worked my ass off to, to get to where I am now and hopefully that perception's kind of changing. And that's what, when you kind of go on 360 and things like this, people get to know you a bit better too. Mm. You, know, you know, people are quick to judge uh, a person or what type of person you are and I, I don't judge now in particular with, with the players and whether you like or, or don't like their mannerisms or the way they play or act on a field you, you kind of don't judge until you get to know the person because you over time you, you work out that it, uh, you can get, get, get it quite wrong mm. on the field's a different thing as well right like oh, it's, yeah. the, it's just not the it's not a a realistic place to be trying to evaluate no. someone's character. You know, it's not right. like Cody Walker. That's right. Seems like a good dude. Yeah. But on the field, he looks like a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Like, it's, it, it, see, I remember because Cody's. Some players play better when they're angry. Mm. Some players, you know, there's certain ways that you you grow up, and you get to where you are for a reason. You know, you, you play. That's your style. That's what you bring. You know, Cody brings that. Maybe he plays better when he's like that. You know, Latrell as well. When Latrell gets angry. He fucking plays great, yeah, right? He does. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Even he, when he's come back now and he's got a bit of like, it's not arrogance about him, but yeah. he just seems to be more like comfortable to be himself That's on right. camera and talk a bit of shit. And some people don't seem to vibe on That's that. That's what I mean. You've got to be yourself. Yeah. Like, you should never take that out of a player. You know, like, and if you try and please people watching and you're not going to, like, you really, that's that's not the right idea and mm. you've got to be yourself. And um, yeah, I think, you know, th- those types of players are, are, the, are the ones that, you know, fuck what everyone else thinks. I mean, you're winning games, you're playing first grade, you're making the grand final last year, you've nearly won a premiership, you're in the finals again this year. Fucking, mm. hey, do you think? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Do you think? Get it up, yeah. Yeah. 100%. We were saying before, obviously, the reason you were despised as a player was because you're a hot as fuck. Oh, mate, you blokes. That post you put up, honestly, <laughs> fucking hell. I got depressed. I'm like, oh, wow, when was that? Mate, yeah, I, went, I went to the gym that afternoon and I haven't stopped since. So you've helped me lose three or four kilos. Mate, you were looking good well, in that photo. Welcome, and man. unfortunately, that's just sometimes when we're trying to get the attention of someone. We don't have to do it. We don't do it often. But sometimes when you're trying to get a big gun on the show, oh, we do gun. need to post a photo of you on the Instagram and sort of invoke the dribbler to start trying to, you know, punter power. You. We punter call it. There was punter power. You yeah. blokes have got some, they went for some major support. <laughs> My phone was fucking red off for two days. It was like ding, ding, ding. ding. I'm, I'm trying to like prep for 360. My phone was just red hot. That's the goal. That's, That's the goal. Like Worked yeah, well. He's did well. We're interested to know though whether you've actually ever been officially recognised through any channels as the hottest no. man in rugby league. Because there are, you know, there are these. There are official channels. Out. There are official channels. Yeah, no, no, no. I, uh, no, I had uh, back in the day. It was Matty Cooper who was uh, who was the, mm. the king. Yeah, uh, Baz, mate. Baz. Baz is still the hottest player. Yeah, he's still he's doing pretty He doesn't well. age, does he? He's, he's, he's no. fucking Benjamin Button, honestly. We've <laughs> got a few, a few at the moment. We're obviously Manly who, who fans. Ruben Garrick's our man yeah. at the moment. Real high cheekbones. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's chiselled. You know, you know when a couple of the girls in at Fox, like the commentators, 
mention a few players. He's one that's come yeah. up. Yeah. So yeah. he'd be, he'd I'm be not pretty. Surprised. I'm not surprised. Cam yeah. Murray gets brought oh, up a lot, obviously. Yeah. Cam's, you know what? I'd like Cam to be able to show a bit more of himself. He's a bit shy. Yeah, I you know, agree. He's a boy next door sort of thing, mm. which is cool. Everyone's like, I'd be happy for you to date my sister. But I'm like, I want to see you. You want to learn more. a bit more. Connor yeah. Watson. Connor. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice Connor's in the good. eyes, Connor. Suali'i. He's pretty, he's yeah. obviously young, but I'm like, this guy could be anything. If he plenty gets a bit of facial hair. Plenty of potential you know? there. Well, if he thickens a bit. Thickens a bit. Just a bitch. Sam pinch, Walker. rather. A, a bitch. <laughs> just a pinch. Just a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, well, Cooper. Cooper, who trains the Roosters, um, Kronk, he, he, he reckons Suwali hasn't even got close to where he's going to be in terms of filling out. Mm. Yeah. Well, just, I mean, you'd think that, right? He's 19. Yeah. I mean, I've, I don't know when well, I He's only just 19 as well. He's only just 19. Yeah. yeah. In August, I think, which That's is wild. sickening. Yeah. That's wild. That is wild. Surely you got your eye on him as a, uh, you know, do you no. wine, dine, 69? Where do you take a player when you're trying to? <laughs> Not 69. <laughs> no. I wine and dine. Yeah, yeah. You got a right. go-to restaurant. <laughs> we might we get just, more We just want to know. We want to know that oh. once we get invited with Braith to a certain restaurant, it's like, yeah. okay, he's trying to woo us. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to woo us. Mate, I've got to, I like China. China Dole's my favourite. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'll give them a plug. but Mr. Wong's. Yeah, Mr. Wong. Yeah, that's top shelf. Isn't it? Anywhere Hems is anywhere Hems is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, he's mate, got the he's got the, the Midas touch. The stadium was grouse with the food. And all mate, he's got he's got a Burt's in there for God's sake. Birds. Is, that, is he got a Burt's at the stadium? <laughs> in the stadium. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, I saw yeah. Toddies. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, how is that? They, just, they got the restaurant inside. I haven't been there. Yet. There's like a little restaurant at the at least yeah. at the back of the members. There's a little restaurant there. Yeah. I was even sitting at a point where you can just like do the QR code scan and they bring it to you where you're sitting. I was like, are you kidding me? That's the VIP section. You, well, yeah, this was Buzz, in, this you and Buzz sitting together. No, this was in members. He, he, Not my own, though. I yeah. was borrowing a ticket. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our little secret, man. Yeah. All right, Braith, I want to talk a little finals footy. As we said at the start, all games live and ad-free during play on KO, on Fox League. Some predictions, I guess. You know, you saw someone like the Raiders just scrape in. Um, Penrith are obviously hot as hell. Yeah. Who do you, who's, who's next after Penrith? Roosters. Roosters, even with the Joey Manu injury. Yeah, because yeah, well, they got Tupo and Soliti to come back in, um, which, which strengthens their edge. Manu, is he definitely out the whole year? They well, said they're thinking a, maybe the grand final he might be back yeah, if they were to make it. I think they can get there without him. I, just look, I was looking through the teams yesterday. I just think, you know, I'm not sure on Cronulla because Cronulla, mm. they've won 11 of the last 12. But the last, like they've played, they've had a soft run in. Like mm. I think it was Newcastle, Tigers. I don't want to say Manly, but Manly were one of them. Oh, fuck. <laughs> a few weeks well, ago. Well, Manly got, sorry, Manly got soft. Yeah, yeah. that's Manly, the reality. No, no, Manly, 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 Manly got flaccid. Manly got flaccid. Sorry, went down. I apologise yeah. in advance. No, okay. But they've had a bit of a soft run in. Um, so I worry about that, whether they can go all the way to the grand final. Uh, para, para have, you know, really turned into, they're in the box seat, you know. Mm. If they can... You know, put up a fight this week against and Penrith and kind of, you know, who knows, they might be able to beat them, but they'll get another shot at it. But if you, I'm kind of ruling teams out. I think Sharks, you know, great year, but not sure they can, I'm not sure they can win the comp, especially the, what I've seen the last few weeks. Yeah, there's like, I was, someone was telling me a stat the other day as well. I think they've lost to Canberra twice this year. They've lost to Panthers twice. Storm. They've had a good, have they had a good draw or yeah, something? They must have yeah. had a good draw. Because like they've they, come second. They've lost to like yeah. some, some losses to big sides. They feel it. like they don't have the next level. Yeah. To like whatever the final series requires, it's mm. like when it gets really hectic. They've reached their they, cap right, I think, yeah, right now. Yeah, so, cows, so, I would say, seem similar, similar. Similar. I think the cows are similar. Um, 
but they're playing each other, right? So mm. yeah, that's a, that's going to be. A, I don't. It's a tough game to pick. Probably the home ground advantage. You, you lean towards the Sharks, but the cows, I think, are running out of gas too. I, you know, I don't, Dearden's back from his ball ball breakage. Well, yeah. well yeah. I don't know if you're. I wouldn't say you're back. I think you probably need a <laughs> bit more time before I did do it. Actually, Todd Payton said he said he'd cut it off. I know, dude. If Boy, he was going to miss the finals, yeah, he said dude, he'd, he cut, said it he'd cut it off. Yeah. No, what the th- fuck? That's a toss. Mate, seriously. <laughs> yeah, would you? Yeah. No. Yeah, but do you say that after the fact? Yeah, right? yeah you anyway. say it once your nut's been cleared yeah, for no sure. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so you eliminate those two. Um, would you eliminate? I know Munster's your guy, so we can, you know, pretend that. No, no I'll, be, I'll tell the like, truth, though. They're fucking not. They're not. Yeah, I don't think so. No, they, they, you know, like too many injuries. It seems. Yeah, they don't too many like, injuries. You know, to win kind of three in a row the way they're playing. You know, Jerome Hughes comes back. It makes them a different team, but they just. I don't. I just don't think they've got it to win the comp, Melbourne. Mm. I, I don't. Yeah, you know, again, you got to you got to produce it at a high level for three games, pretty much in a row to win it. Um, I don't think Melbourne will win it either. Mm. Yeah, Pap out. Jerome, he's been in and out, in and out. Like how is he? They've just been like you know, like even moving Cameron to fullback. You know, like he he's trying to learn how he can defend at fullback but still have the same impact as in attack. You know, and get his touches up, which he got up last week. But that dynamic there, they've changed the, the spine around so much. Um. That's why if Jerome comes back in, they're still going to have Cameron at fullback and, and Nick Meany, who's not really a 5'8", you know what I mean? So yeah. mm. he's doing a good job, like a, a solid job, but mm. you couldn't see that winning a comp. No. You know what I mean? Um, they could prove me wrong, but I don't think they're, they're at the top of the list at all. So at this stage, three of the top four, I think, like, you know, we're all sort of in a relative agreement that there's no fucking... They're not likely. Yeah. It's kind of outside of Penrith, though, it's kind of is the Roosters, eh? Hey? Uh, well, again, South, is, you know... Again, can see us yeah, when Cook with Cook and Murray back, they're a different team. Like Cook Cook and Murray, uh, they they start their attack. So Cook gets out, Murray gets that, you know, league speed, footwork, quick play the ball, then Cook jumps out, you know, he hits Walker, um, Ilias or, you know, all the trail. That, whatever it is, that, that that's kind of the domino effect. Souths are playing their best with Cook and Murray playing their best. So mm. they're a different team this week. And they're a different team in the finals with, with those two guys back. So that, that brings them into the ball game. When you've got Latrell, and if Latrell can bring out that inner beast that he's got, mm. then they can win any game. Yeah. Like they really can. South, probably, I think I'd have them ahead of, of Melbourne, you know, but um, yeah, similar to sort of Parramatta around that level. That they, they can possibly do it, but it'd have to be a Herculean effort, I, yeah. I reckon. We're of the opinion that the Eels won't win a comp until the sun explodes, which is yeah. about five billion a <laughs> year, some yeah. of that, yeah. uh, give or take. Do you think, if you're running an eye over them this year, have, have they got the cattle to win a comp? I think they've got the cattle. It's whether they've got the, the self-belief there. You know, they, they have the ability to just... Um, just, the, I don't know, just kind of... Um, I'm trying to find the word... Capitulate, yeah, you know, shit the bed, shit the bed <laughs> in the big at, at the most important times. And mm. and when you're in, you know, we've all been through it. When that's in your own head, like a lot of sportsmen go through it, but as a team, it's always there. It's like they're getting the monkey off the back. Like I have no doubt they can do it, but in those big moments, if it's a tight game or they start to lose a game, they should win. They, you know. 
ultimately they're in the back of their mind is Shh, we've been here before don't fuck up don't fuck up don't do it again yeah. instead of what's next how are we going to win mm. you know it's that mindset of actually going backwards and going to that place you shouldn't go to you know you second guess and in, in league or in, you can't second guess like you can see their hesitation sometimes Parramatta with with moments and big moments in games they need to ice or execute uh, whereas the teams like Melbourne and South and East and Penrith, because they've been there and done it and they've got players in those key positions that have you know, achieved everything, they don't hesitate in those big moments. They know they've done it. They've visualised it. They've seen it. They've, they've acted on it. Mm. Whereas the para guys haven't quite done it yet. So they need to prove to themselves and their teammates that they can kind of overcome it. So that it's, it's like we're all sitting back watching, you know, a, a movie and are they going to... Are they going to do are they, it? Are they going to be the heroes or are they going to do the same shit again? They're going to do the same shit again. That's our, that's our <laughs> tip. Hey, Parramatta, they'll do the same shit again. As a as a, a manager uh, of Lockie Ilias, mm. seeing the way his season's gone where came in, everyone was sort of giving shit to South about like how, how do you let yeah. Reynolds go? You've got, the, you know, pressure on the new kid in, new half. They were going real bad at the yeah. start, losing the Broncos and everything was going on. Mm. But then, and then he got dropped yeah. in a game where, you know, you could argue it wasn't necessarily his fault. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but to see him sort of, I don't know, like, I guess make a, quite a good fist of it this yeah. year. And he hasn't been like, no. you, know, you wouldn't call him rookie of the year, but there's almost a benefit to not being spoken about. Yeah. And that he's just getting the job done and doing it. Yeah, I'll be proud of him. That's the type of person he is. He's really a low key. Um, and you know he's done he's done a solid job this year. He really has. He's had a lot of pressure on him, like you said, with the Reynolds staff. And you know, Sias got heavily criticised over it. And you know, sh- and, and you know, it, 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 a lot saying that it was the worst decision they've ever made. Mm. And, and you know, Reynolds has had a great year in Brizzy too. So, and if you know, if you look at it, and if he was in the team, who knows? You know, because he's a great player. But Sias had to make a call there. You know, with with you know, he wanted eight hundred for three years and. He, he, he missed four or four, five games this year to injury, all that sort of stuff. So mm. all that that put more pressure on Lockie, um, you know. And, and but he, he's quite a humble kid who just works hard. The players love him, um, you know. He's he's in his first year as a, as a seven uh, at, a, at a prestigious club who lost the one of the best, well, the, arguably the best sentence ever uh, seven that's played for the club. He had a lot of um, he had a lot on his plate, and I'm proud of the way he's handled it. You know, he's, he's got well, he hasn't got it, but he's helped get the team to the finals. Um, you know, like you said, he's been good without being great. You know, mm. he got Rookie of the Year for South. Um, he's got he's got a lot of improvement in him, Lockie. And I think he, he's on the right track. He's got big personalities around him, so he's trying to manage that. You know, with Cody and Latrell. But um, I think it's definitely he's, he's had a good year, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the next few years ahead for him. Mm. I want to talk a little bit about golf. We firstly appreciate your time because <laughs> you know, as we said, you got a busy life these days, but. <laughs> Um, you know, you're obviously a mad keen golfer. You can see some of the probably the most unused golf clubs in golfing history over there, collecting dust, dinosaurs, ornamental. Uh, you know, they are old. But you like, man, you like the you like the golf bags? Golf bags? Can you oh, see yeah, that? They're nice. Yeah, yeah, touch of class. Yeah, good, touch good. of class. Yeah. Who, actually, gave, who gave you that? Uh, some dribbler sent them in. <laughs> yeah. They um, actually, before I get to the golf, quickly thoughts yeah. on Manly. Are we crazy to think that Manly should not be sacking fucking Des Hasler? I haven't read the paper today. Oh, it's all in there today. It Fuck. is. Oh, yeah. I meant to get on the way in. I forgot. Um, so, there's a, what are they saying? That they're Mate, they're basically saying that there's infighting, factional infighting, the Fulton's and Des are at odds. Um, 
you know, I think maybe the the new CEO is like, we want to change some of your uh, support staff, and then Des is like, well, I'll fucking quit. Yeah. Trebojevic is on what's, the What's around them? Because they're the most important, right? Yeah. The the, the, the is. They're the, they're, the, they're the Manly Seagulls, right? Yeah. They're the core. So it, it, I'm here. It, it, there's rumours that they're off with DC. Is that bullshit? So, I mean, the quotes from Tommy in the, in the paper were like, we don't have a bad professional relationship. Like, they no, was kind no, of no, no, he said, like where he's No, going. he said that their relationship's professional, that you don't get along with everyone in the side and that there's, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no issues at all. Yeah. But... You know, I'm reading that. It's not like they're best mates or anything. Yeah. So make it that what you will. Then you're, you're hearing that. I mean, Tom basically said, "Look, if Des leaves, and you know, well, yeah, there was something about like, would you ask for a lease? And he goes, "What? We've got Des. If Des is here, then no, no. So like, I mean, if Des hasn't lost the players, mm. and and again, I'm basically just trying to get you to agree with me here, bro. <laughs> yeah, if Des hasn't lost the players and I don't think personally you can blame him for the way the year's gone, nah. given the injuries and the shit fight yeah, that we yeah, had. Like, yeah. you've had no one from the club really come out and own that either. At all. They threw him Except under the bus. They threw him under the wait, yeah. that's, But that's what I mean, though, right? From, like, yeah. the business side of things to own I don't that. think there's any upside in getting rid of Des right now Who's because who are you going to get anyway? But, like, Des is, Des is a, I'm not saying that he disrespecting Des, but there's no better option right now. He, he is heart and soul of manly, like... You know they've had a bit of a tumultuous year there, obviously with injuries, but then also with the with the pride jersey stuff. And again, that 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 hurt. That was a shit fight that shouldn't mm-hmm. have happened. The whole thing. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, then they went backwards after that. But I just don't see any upside in getting rid of Desert. There is. I mean, I hear the Fultons uh, and all of that. You know they're quite strong and powerful people and have been a long time there at Manly and mm. don't necessarily get along with everyone at the club. Uh, I don't know it in detail, but yeah. I think there is a bit of a fracture there that behind the scenes. I don't think it's actually the playing group and Des so much. It's more All what's the going factional on. sort of. Yeah, that whole pride thing and how they had to front up and Des had to read that fucking ten minute quote in Gandhi and well, shit. I, that was the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever fucking watched. Either I know, as well, I that know. was bizarre. I know, and he did well considering he, did he well. was thrust into it. But you're like, what? the yeah. f- why when, when Gandhi like, why when Gandhi came out, gee god, yeah, Gandhi and professors <laughs> and all yeah, this yeah, stuff. I was just like, tripping yeah. over that. Yeah, like, what that is was going on here. That was bizarre. Yeah, but I think it's sort of um, yeah, showed us there's a bigger problem there. Maybe. Yeah. At the, at the How time. much does do things like that? Uh, affect the playing group like when you've got those things going on around you but it's not necessarily I mean you know it's not necessarily the playing group specifically like do you guys hear a lot of that sort of stuff you can't you don't you don't generally don't as a playing group there could be board level discussions or whatever you you don't you you kind of you you, you turn up you train you hang out and you, you play you know you don't get involved in all that but if it does start hitting the playing group like it seems like it may be at the moment that's a big issue because mm. that means there's people talking, there's probably board members and coaches ringing players and then players are disagreeing with other players because, you know, so there's, there's a lot of shit being spun and that's when it starts getting out of control as it seems to be now. And if you listen to the media and if, you know, it could be speculation, it might not be true, but then players start ringing it. It does start, you know, infiltrating the playing group. Mm. But often it's not for a long, like that's when it's sort of at a breaking point, you know, but generally you don't get involved in all that at all. Yeah. How much weight do you think like Tom and Jake could throw around if push right. came to shove? Like yeah. if they were like, well, we're going to get rid of this. We're thinking of getting no, you, you, that, and they go, well, not we sign. No one would turn up. Like, yeah. honestly, yeah. Like, well, you know, like it, they are the heart and soul mm. and they're the future because not only are they 
guns, but they're, they're amazing human beings. Yeah. Who have the that's what you want to build a club around. If you lost them two, mate, what what, what are Manly like? Yeah. Really, at the moment, you, mm. where, where would you even start? Like they 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 could they could go in and make the call themselves. Honestly, like they, they'd have the power to go. No, this is what's happening. This is what we believe because mm. they're just so genuine human beings, and they and they tr- and they transform that onto the field so that they're consistent performers too. Yeah. So you listen to them. Like I'd be getting them in. If I owned Manly, I'm going, what do we do? It's a dream of ours one day. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there, boys. What do you, you do, though? With, so, like, obviously, in Manly's situation, to have two players like that that are of high moral standing is great. What about with clubs where maybe your big dick swingers are not necessarily, not even that they're bad people, but yeah. maybe they're not the people you want to be able to wield that much power? That yeah, must, that's, a is that, that's a difficult that's a problem. place to be, right? Yeah, that's a problem. You, you can be a big dick swinger, but you got to get the – the DNA of the club. Mm. You got to understand what's in the best interest of the club. Like, you know, what where you made your money, and you know, may not be the. You, you might have been great at that. But doesn't mean you're going to be great at running a club, or yeah. you know, or having an, an, an input at a club. It can often go the opposite. You know, which we've seen with clubs who get these guys come in with lots of money and make making the decisions. They're not always the right people to make those decisions. That's dangerous. Yeah. You know, like Politis, he he's got the best interest of the club. Mm. You know, like he, I mean, he's got all the money in the world, but he's got all, he's got the best interests of the club, and he puts trust in the Robbo and the guys around him to give him that information as to what the best decisions are at any given time. You know, I think Laundy's doing a good job there at the Bulldogs, and you know he's with Gus, so they've got a good relationship. And Laundy's, you know, obviously got the power and the op- and the and ability to financially help, and Gus has got the the, the brains. Mm. So if you can, if you can get that combination right, it's mm. they're the best clubs or best teams. You know, because they've got that power and that, that 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 good mix there. And there's clubs, you know, obviously the Tigers have got it wrong. You know, there's clubs that just get it wrong and just make decisions based on... So haven't they got it wrong? Like, yeah, like, you know, just here's all the money, but... Do you go and delete that part of your career from Wikipedia? <laughs> Mate, you know, I... I, I you just take that year <laughs> or two out. Yeah, it's no, hard. I actually retired in 2010. I think they do too, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit of both, but that, the Tigers fans hate me. You know, I... I <laughs> Because you know, not only did I kick a field goal to get him out of the, 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 the finals. Oh, yeah. the I was at that game. Great But game. not only that, then I signed with the club and gave them nothing. So <laughs> they fucking hate me. So I get that. So they think that I've got it in for them too. Because they've, when I left there, right, I was quite critical. Because I, you know, I, I didn't quite get – I won't go into detail, but I had a third party. I didn't get paid. So I was, I, I was on fuck all there. And I didn't mm. – so I left on bad terms, right? But I also highlighted the club was 10 years behind any other club, like even at that time. So mm. they were behind. I'd, and I'd, oh, been, yeah. I'd been at the Roosters and Bulldogs. So I knew what I, I remember when I went there, I was like, wow, this place is at every level is just so far behind. Is that kind of disheartening yeah, I mean, going I, in I, there? Well, I signed, I've told this story before, but <laughs> Sheenzy rings me and goes, mate, I want you to come to the Tigers. Um, I'm like, what for? You know, he goes, <laughs> he goes, you know, like I just need some leadership and, you know, you know, Benji and Robbie at the time, there's a bit going on with the side. This is your role. Come here specifically. And I trusted him as the Australian coach. I said, you know, I got along with him. So I, I just took the, I took the punt and um, he got sacked a month later. <laughs> oh, God. So Terrific. Who was your coach then that came in? Nick Potter. Nick Potter, P- yeah. Potty came in. And, uh, but it was... I mean, the main reason I went there is because of Sheens, right? That mm. was pretty much 95%. I hadn't even walked in and checked the facilities. Um, but all, it didn't matter. Like, I took it on and all that. But I just, I just, I was just like, wow, you know? And 
even when I left and I, you know, I sort of, you know, I was on Fox and I was having my opinion. They, the fans took it personal. Like they thought this this prick played like shit. You know, he's he's walking out fucking kicking us while we're down. <laughs> but I was actually, you know, it was. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm having a bit of a crack, but it's also productive. Like, man, you, you, you know, your facilities um, and just the way that you run things there and. You know, from 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 board down to, to the playing group, and I just couldn't believe my eyes compared to the other clubs I've been at. Mm. And 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 lo and behold, mate, here we are now, and still like that was a long time ago, and they're just getting their shit together now. Like, so it's like, man, I, how you guys didn't see it at that time was yeah. like, you know, yeah. it just spins me out. And they've just won their first spurn as well as well, it happens. Well, you there know? you go, you know. Um, so yeah, they're getting their shit as together, a right? as a dirty merger club. It's their first spurn. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. I mean, Balmain had a fair few, and Western West suburbs had a. Few, had yeah. You know what? They, they, Powers combined. The fans, like honestly, the fans do deserve better because they Seriously. they got so many like incredible fan. The fan base is huge. Like it's massive. Western sub. Like out near Norellan and Campbelltown, and Cairns, it's massive, out massive. There. And they've just had nothing to cheer about lately, which is. I had a mate go to the game yesterday, and I was just like, "Why the f- like like I mean, like that's packed. that's what's in, that's what's kind of impressive, yeah. isn't it? Is that like they still turn out? Oh, did I read something that they might be the last game of Leica? Yeah, I can't. I think it might be. I don't know exactly. No, I think it's Perrottet, Landy's Stadium. Yeah, sort of bullshit. I'm not entirely sure. What I'm <laughs> they, they do want to invest in the in the ground. I don't know the details either. But didn't Perrottet knock it on the head? Yeah. But then maybe they are going to invest now. Well, then it was like you know. Well, yeah, we're threatening to move the final, and then, then they didn't move the, the final, final, and then no one really talked about it. No one talked about it. Now we're building like a fucking six hundred million dollars stadium at Penrith. Sense. I don't know. <laughs> Weird. We'll leave that there for the Tigers. Now we want to talk a little bit of golf. Uh, President's Cup coming up, live exclusive on Fox Sports. Firstly, what's your handicap? So I'm off, I'm probably off four or five. Okay. I haven't played in four months. The golfing is, it's over. I don't play anymore. Why? Because you you're too busy. I'm too busy. I, I don't, honestly don't have a spare day to go and play golf. I haven't for months. It's like it's honestly the the dream. It sounds the dream like just something he knows his players are listening to it. I don't <laughs> play golf anymore. I'm fucking does that, does that depress you? <laughs> yeah, well, the thing the, the the thing with golf is if you don't play for four months and then you go and play, that's depressing because it's a disaster. <laughs> yeah. And then you go, fuck that. I'm not playing anymore. And then it turns into you know because I used to play a lot and you got to play once or twice a week, especially when you're off a low handicap. Mm. Um, so. I'm not even wanting to go back, but I know once I play and see a bit of improvement, I'll get the bug again, but I'm just not even close at the moment. How do you make, uh, what do you make of this, the, the live to a PGA, everything mm. that's going on at the moment? Like, how do you view that situation? It's been incredible. Um, Saudi's just throwing money left, right and centre. Mm. Uh, it's a huge power play. I think, you know, I find it hard for any player to knock back $140 million. Like, yeah. Um, you know, until you're in that position, how can you even, you know, it's, contemplate? It's absurd, it? money. It's absurd. You know, yeah. like, like Cameron Smith has earned $40 million, I think, over 10 years of a PGA to, of, of his career. And he, and, and rightly so, he'd probably, have, he would have made double that off it. So he'd be well and truly financially secure. You know, you wouldn't think he'd have to worry about money. So that that is the question is, yeah, but how much money do you want? But, yeah. but then, you know, like, it's it's a tricky one. But I actually don't know where the end game is with the Saudis and, and the Live Golf Tour. I don't know what they really – where they want to land. You know, it's 
Uh, it's not televised. It's on YouTube, so you can't even watch it. I was going to ask that. I was like, I haven't seen it anywhere in terms of I didn't. I don't know where you're going to try yeah. and see. So it. they'll be searching for a rights deal, but I think they've got 14 tournaments or something next year, and majority of them are in the states. It's supposed to be the, a global kind of new tour. Yeah. But then you're not going to pick up um, a rights deal unless you've got a certain amount of games in the states. So I think they're. They're learning on the run a bit here, but they're just throwing money yeah. left, right, and center. Mm. And if you're a player, I mean, how can you not take the money that they're mm. being offered? Like it's been crazy. Does that not? Does that become a consideration for you then, managing golfers? About like, oh fuck, maybe we well, try. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't why we we did it, but now we'd love to have a player on it. That's what know? I mean, though, like, right? Like when you're trying to now like plot the trajectory of a player's yeah. career now you've got this other thing that you can be sort of considering Definitely. where aren't they also just getting paid out the ass to come dead last well, well yeah well, well if you're in a team that wins and you don't perform but the team wins and like well, there was an Aussie you know, that won like a million bucks the other day yeah, like you know there's a young, young there was a kid called Jed Morgan who he won the uh, Australasian uh, Order of Merit so you got a start you get live tour um, yeah no disrespect to Jed but he struggled but he would have earned I think he would have earned yeah, you know, uh, definitely half a million to a million, like not even, I'll literally finishing nearly last. Sheesh. Like, because the, there's no cut. Um, you know, Trav Smythe, I think he's earned close to a million dollars and he hasn't finished anywhere. You know, he's, he's a guy I know really well and mm. good luck. Like, if you get on that tour, there's no cut, know. so there's no pressure to even make, to, to kind of perform the first, even though these guys are athletes and want to do their best, they're making big money to come nowhere, mm. you know? How does it affect, and I don't have really much of a visibility, but like the President's Cup? Yeah, that's interesting because it's actually going to hurt us because our President's Cup, we don't have the depth that the Americans have got. Mm. Um, I was looking at that. So apparently you can't play President's Cup if you're on the live, you know, just like you can't play in the PGA Tour. Uh, okay. So if that's, I was reading that this morning. So we, we lose Kem Smith, Leishman, Louis Oosthuizen, uh, Matsuyama, like they're they're our they're our best players. Yeah. And they're actually playing really well. Mm. Well, you know, Cam and Matsuyama, leash is going all right. But the Americans, they like DJ's out of form, even though he won the live this morning. Um, Bubba's not playing well. Bryson's not playing well. All the guys that are deflected aren't really in that good of form. They've still got Justin Thomas, um, Spieth, Spieth. Um, and even Sam Burns is playing really good. Reed's out of form. He's going to live. Um, I've lost Scotty Scheffler. Scheffler. Yeah, they're, they're, they've got a strong team mm. and they're playing well. So, uh, Xander. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's going to hurt us if that's the case. Mm. I, if I'm the Aussies, I'm just picking them. Like, what, what does it mean? What does it matter yeah, to us? Yeah, right. Do they sanction the event or is this like uh, we want to get the PGA on side by. They must sanction the event. Or else, why would they be banned? Would you? You'd be picking it 100. percent Yeah, the PGA must sanction. I don't know. That, it's a good point. They who's must. who's the captain now? Do you know? Um, was it Immelman? Is he, he's our, yeah. our captain. Yeah, or Trevor or yeah. I don't know. Do you reckon they'll ask Greg again? <laughs> <laughs> Greg, Greg just lives. He runs his own race, mate. He? He just, he's, he's the big swinging dick, Greg. Yeah, well, isn't <laughs> literally, he, isn't he? Quite literally. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
<laughs> mate, he's got everything. <laughs> he's everything. Got and he just adds the piece to it. <laughs> that photo was fucking hectic. I was he's, like, he's surely he knew what was going on there when you posted that mate, What do you reckon? Well, he, I'd like to think that Greg, you know, just, you know, oh, I didn't realise. He'd been like, working on that for a few hours. Yeah, like. oh, no, there was blood in it. We all know there was blood. Yeah, there was, it was prime. It was prime. It was prime. It was great timing. Have you, um, any courses around the world? Have you played Augusta or anywhere like that? You got to any of those? No, I haven't. I, um, actually, I'm going to Augusta with, with Fox um, for the coverage that? next year. That's my, that was been my dream. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, haven't, I haven't, I haven't, because I just haven't travelled that much for golf. I, yeah. um, you know, obviously the Aussie, the Aussie's one of my favourites, New South Wales, of course, here, Royal Melbourne, um, Victoria I've played. I haven't even gone, I mean, I haven't been down to Tassie to play the, the Barn Bugle and, and Lost Farm and all that. I haven't even been there. So I want to do that. I, I actually, I was playing a trip with a few of the boys after the season, so... I'd like to get get down to Tassie or something like that. But so I will played. you be able to play Augusta going over there for Fox? Like, is there any part of that so where you're able to get around? What happens is, is you you they put your hat in the ring, and there's a certain amount that get pulled out oh, every okay. year from the journos. Or yeah, right. Last year, um, the boys who went from Fox played it. Oh so really? They, yeah, oh, they so got picked up. They got picked Shit, up. Shit. So there's a chance that maybe yeah. what, it's not going two years in a row. I don't know. Gally, well, if it's luck. Gowie might be able to help. He's got a few, uh, Paul Gowie's got a few connections over there and he goes over here. you say Craig Gower. I'm like, how the <laughs> fuck's he got? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but um, yeah, fingers crossed. That'd be, that'd be a dream. Dream. That's Absolute a bucket dream. list right oh, there. Huge. Huge. I, I love my golf and yeah. That'd be that'd be a dream come true for sure. Nice. Well, mate, thanks a lot for coming in. Like, really appreciate it. It's been great nice. to talk to you. Obviously, you know, Text us with any cam updates if you want. Yeah. No worries. No rush, I'll give you but, updates. Um, over a call weeks. away. Yeah. Just a call yeah. away. Mate, uh, thanks again. No worries, thanks, boys. Mate. Been a pleasure. Legend. Cheers. On you, boys. Could you two just not talk anymore? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.